Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unstoppable. I'm your host, Ralph Graves. And today my guest, Linda, how do you say your last name? Bjork. Bjork, Linda Bjork. And I, I meant to ask her that off air, but Linda Bjork, I want to get it right. Linda Bjork is a personal development expert, guys. She's an advocate for hope and healing. She has, She's a best-selling author. She's a speaker. She hosts Linda's Corner Podcast, and she's the founder of, of Hope for Healing, it's a, which is a nonprofit charity. Some of her books include Crushed. We'll talk about that. A Journey Through Depression. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. And an Amazon bestseller. You can get this, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. Linda's personal mission is to empower people to become their best selves. Linda, welcome to Unstoppable. Thank you for doing such great things. Thank you, Ralph. And thanks for helping people become unstoppable. <laughs> I think that is amazing. And, you know, I think the person that usually stops us is ourselves. Yeah, I believe that. I, and that's why, you you know, you, you have to tell yourself the proper messages each and every day. Each Ooh, and every day. You, you have to have the right conversations with yourself. So we went through this pandemic. Some say we're still in it. Whatever the case may be, we know more about it than we did before. But in the last two or three years, people if nosedived into depression and anxiety. And you were already on the scene, but it was good to have you on the scene. And I know you got flooded with calls and flooded with like, you know, Linda, I, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm afraid to do anything. I didn't know I was an anxious person. I, I'm afraid to go outside. I, I spray down the mail when it comes in the house. That's all the kind of stuff we had gone through in the last two or three years. I, I'm sure you probably heard some of that. And, um, you know, have you? Did you hear that? When we're going through that. Uh, of all of those things. I think we've heard many of those. Some of the, the things you came up with like spraying down the mail. That's a new one to me, but well, you know. yeah, I can absolutely <laughs> imagine someone doing that because yeah. there's a lot of fear going on and people are living in a place of fear and yeah. acting and coming from a place of fear. And yeah. it is not a happy place to be. No. So what would you tell the listeners, the viewers, if they're watching on, on YouTube, what are some of the tools you use to handle stress or that you recommend some folks handle stress? What an excellent question. When we're talking about stress, there are wonderful things that we can do. And one of the fastest, easiest things that we can do is to exhale, which sounds crazy. But wow. our bodies, the way that we breathe, the way that we move is connected to our autonomic nervous system. Yeah. And when we are afraid, when we have like, you know, you have a near miss on when you're driving down the road, our natural response is a quick intake of breath, a gasp like this. <gasps> 
And when we do that, it signals our brain to go into the fight or flight mode. It says you are in danger. And so right now, what we did without even thinking about it is filled up our lungs with oxygen so that we can run away from that tiger, run away from that bear, get out of this emergency situation. (laughs) Now, if we do need to run away from a tiger or a bear, then that was the correct response. But if it isn't an actual emergency right now, then one of the fastest ways to help tell our brain no, we're not actually in an emergency situation, is to slowly exhale. And when we do that, it helps our brain be able to switch back into the rest and digest or that parasympathetic dominant state. And when sometimes this one breath is not enough, especially if we're just feeling all anxious, and we can do some basic breathing techniques. One is called box breathing, where you breathe in for a count of four, And then you hold your breath for a count of four and then you exhale for a count of four and then you hold for a count of four and you keep working in that box pattern until your brain and your body is able to calm down and you can feel it. You can usually feel that muscle tension in your shoulders. And so when you're able to kind of calm down, then you're able to handle the situation a little bit better. So that's just one of the super simple tricks, but there are lots of things that we can do to not live in a place of fear. I know that that breathing technique, um, it works for me when I, I, I'm, I'm a, I re, that's how I relax. How I fall asleep. When I lay in bed at night, I take five deep breaths and it really brings me to a place. Of re, I mean, I take a deep breath in my nose and gently let it exhale. I, I do it like five times and, and it really, uh, my wife's like, man, you, you, you go to sleep fast. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Isn't it crazy that something can be so simple? And what you have done is created a process by creating or or a system that this is what I do to help myself be able to calm down. And it's not a, a big thing. It's something simple. But these small, simple action steps are really what make the difference. Yeah, yeah. Now, you wrote a book. What's the title of your book again? Um, the, 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 The bestseller. Oh, it's called You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. So in the book, You Got This, first of all, let's, let's talk about you. Let, before we even get to the book and how you came about, right? give us a little bit of your, your background. Let's get to know you. Oh, thank you. Well, as I introduce myself, the reason that I do what I do is because I have done a really poor job in the past of dealing with things like depression and anxiety. So I grew up in a wonderful home with great parents. And then when I was about six years old, my mother went through a a trauma in her life. And it doesn't really matter what it is, but what it meant to her was rejection, failure, uh, abandonment, and, and she just shut down. And so as a six-year-old, I didn't understand what was going on, but my mom all of a sudden didn't want anything to do with me. And Mm. because I was kind of a trigger to her own trauma, I was specifically avoided and I became invisible. And so I thought, man, if your mom doesn't love you, you're not lovable. And I thought, well, I, I guess I have no value. I have no worth. I'm not lovable. And I took that story as a six year old and locked it into place and carried it throughout my life of wow. thinking, wow, I'm not good enough and I don't matter. In fact, that's kind of the definition of me. 
Well, as I was going along and you get to be an adult and you have your own life, horrible experiences and traumas that set in, I struggled with depression. Okay. And, you know, we handle things, we do our very best, but there were just so many and so much and it just one on top of another. And, oh my gosh, Ralph, it was like I, I slid into a deep, dark hole yeah. Yeah. and, and it, there, there were no windows and no doors in this dark place. And, and I didn't see any way out. I thought, well, this is as good as it gets. This is my new reality. And, you know, it was so dark that it was like hope and sunlight and happiness could not reach me. Wow. And I thought, well, this is it. Okay. This is the new reality. This is where I am. I don't matter. I am invisible. And I am in this dark, empty, nasty place. And it's not even just darkness and emptiness, but misery. It, yeah. anguish that you you can't if you haven't been there you just can't describe it there aren't words adequate to describe it yeah. where you just want anything for relief it's like i really wish i could stop existing so that mm. this would stop hurting mm. and so i'm in this place but you know i'm really good at masking because i'd spent a whole lifetime of trying to hide from people the reality that if you knew me you would know that i am unlovable if you yeah. knew me you would know that i have I am of no worth. And yeah. so it wasn't that hard of a change to be able to go from, uh, I am okay, even when really inside I'm not okay. And so I went through about five years, you know, it's not exact. Things kind of go up and down of, yeah. of being in this dark place. Yeah, and sure. no one knew, no one knew except for my husband. I couldn't hide from him because we're, you know, sleep in the same room. But yeah. um, about this time, my sister, she was training to become a life coach and she was planning this women's retreat and she rented this condo up in the mountains and was going to invite this group of women to come and stay for three days and three nights. And she was going to talk about how to be happy and how to live fulfilled. And she invited me and said, you want to come? And I thought, heck no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. Because uh, first of all, I didn't think I could handle being around other people day and night because I was right. in a, a just this place of survival where I did not feel safe, not anywhere and not with anyone. It was yeah. like my comfort zone had absolutely collapsed. Yeah. And then the second of all, remember, there are no doors and no windows in this dark place. There is no way yeah. out. There is no yeah. hope. There's nothing that she's going to tell me that's going to help. And so I thought, no, 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 and no. But even though I didn't want to, the idea wouldn't leave my mind. Yeah. And I thought, I think this is something I need to do. And so I gathered my courage together and I went. And I'm so glad that I did because it was very much as if my sister lowered a ladder down into my yeah. dark hole and yeah. she showed me a way to climb out. And it was very much a ladder, not an elevator. It's not a press of a button and voila, you're out. It is, it's, it's time. It takes time. It takes effort. It's hard, but yeah. it is possible. And yeah. I've learned that healing it's not like flipping on a light switch where it's this instant, everything is all better. It's more like a sunrise yeah, where the change yeah. is gradual. Sure. And from moment to moment, you might not even notice, but it is coming and it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, is going through that darkness and being able to emerge from what I call being crushed also helped me to be able to overcome those things from my childhood yeah. of feeling like, I am unlovable and I don't matter. And so even though it was horrible, it ended up being kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. 
because we have a tendency to just kind of keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, I could function. I could function just fine thinking that I'm not enough and thinking that I'm not lovable. I just yeah, we're, we can function with our disability. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so there wasn't really a need to change. But when you're just flat out destroyed, there is a need to change. So smart people can change from any point. But some of us have to go through that dip before we're ready to really yeah. You know, yeah. make those life changes. Yeah. And so it was and I, you probably never thought and a lot of us don't um, when we're going through it at the time, we don't think that getting through this thing is the very thing that will catapult us into our purpose. Oh, heck no. I was down in a deep, dark hole. A deep, dark yeah. hole is not a catapult. You know what no, I mean? No, right. Yet. But, <laughs> yeah. Yet you are helping people climb out through the ladder, up the ladder, step by step. But we wouldn't know how to do that if you weren't there yourself. And and isn't that amazing? Because yeah. I have had that experience, I know what it feels like, and I understand the process to get out. And so it is just my joy to, to take ladders to anyone who is willing. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You can put a ladder down a hole, and the person inside can choose to climb. Yes. Yeah, you have to choose. To yes. yeah. Yeah. And so that is a, a very important distinction, is we can't force healing on anyone it is, it is very much a choice. And you, you climb out and you write a bestseller. I tell every, everybody I meet, I say, listen, there's a bestseller inside of you. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. Your experiences, when you realize they're not just for you, they're for you. When you overcome them, they're now for you to help other people overcome. And so you write this bestseller because of it. Here you come from a place, mom doesn't love me. Um, I'm putting on a front. I'm waging a silent war. Uh, thank God my husband loves me. My sister invites me to a place. My sister's not even aware of it. You're able to, to, to process. You're able to, able to climb the ladder, come out of it. What, what encouraged you or what caused you to write the book? Like, oh, When did you sit down and say, I'm writing this book because somebody else needs this? Well, that was really inspiration. That was a nudge from God who said, this is not for you. You write this down. This is for someone else. Yeah. And at the time I thought, no, don't you know my job is to be invisible? Don't you know that I don't matter? Don't you know that nobody cares? <laughs> you know, it just was just like, yeah. okay, I'll write it, but I'm not giving yeah. it to anybody, you know? That right. kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Yeah. You know, I think what would I wonder what the world would be like if more of us recognize that our darkest days are are the things that uh, will be the footstools that, that we stand on. You know, our, our, it's 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 our darkest days, you know, that'll help us become who we were destined to be. You know? I think if we could really get that, then it would be just something to give us strength to get through those dark days, Yeah, because yeah. dark days hurt. They are hard. They are painful. You know, yeah. there were times when I was just curled up on my couch, just sobbing. It's like this, I am so miserable. And, and that image, I can just see me now comforting this, this person saying, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Good things are going to come out of this. In fact, it's going to be worth it. It's going to yeah. be better than you imagined. 
Yeah. The key is you didn't stay on that couch sobbing. You know, when I talk about tough times, I, I did a whole thing on resilience. I, I talk to a lot of songwriters and um, I have a lot of lot of friends that have hit records, number one songs. And it was like, listen, you can't sing like this or you can't sing with feeling unless you've been through it yourself. <laughs> People know when you're just talking about something or when you live through something. And I, and I think that's definitely what, you, what the audience is, is giving, getting from you is that, wow, she is actually was in a place that I was in. She actually was there. Um, and, and, you know, so I think that's what really makes your, your book so, so right on time and so authentic. I, I you know, uh, just feeling and knowing that the author w- was really in the place that she writes about. I, I appreciate that. I really agree. And part yeah, of my yeah. message is that you are not alone. Yeah. And when you talk to someone else who has been through it, and that's in my book, Crushed, which kind of goes through this journey, is yeah, very yeah. much about, I've had so many readers who've said, wow, it it feels like I'm reading about myself. Yeah. It feels yeah, like this yeah. is my story. Sure. And it's so interesting because our experiences are very different but the thoughts, those feelings, those emotions yeah. are very similar and very relatable. And yeah. when we're in a tough spot, we feel so alone. Like, man, I am the only person who has ever felt this way. Yeah. And when you yeah. find out, oh, they get me. They get me. <laughs> yeah. And then you feel kind of seen, if that makes sense, and understood And it's being seen and understood that really is that powerful motivator that we're that we're able to move through. Because if someone says, well, you know what, everything's going to be fine. And you're like, you have no idea. You have never felt what I'm feeling. You have never been through what I've been through. And when someone has been there and you get it, it's like and they say it's going to be okay. Here's what you can do. Then you're more apt to listen. Should we say that to people? Everything is going to be all right. Everything's going to be fine. Like you said, you don't know where I am. If you've never been here, I, sometimes I think we want to say it because it sounds good. But if we look at it a little bit deeper, it's a little bit insulting, I guess. I don't know. You know, we no. got to be careful. I think you have a good point. And I guess it depends on the circumstances. But I'm yeah. thinking of this little scene from uh, the Men in Black, the, the first one, where uh, this girl's being kidnapped by an alien. And, you know, a man in black, he says, you know, everything's going to be OK. And she says, how is this OK? And, right, she, right. and he's like, well, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be OK. So it, it does kind of feel like, you know, by yeah. saying that, are you are you dissing on what I'm going through? Are you not understanding? Are you not appreciating? And I can see how that might be an insult. But where we really want to get to is the place where we have the confidence to know that it is going to be okay, even if we don't know what okay looks like. And that's very important because sometimes I have in my mind, if it is okay, then it looks like this. It looks like yeah. what I want to have happen. Yeah. When we can be okay through a whole variety of possible outcomes. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. We have a saying in the church. I pastor a church. We have a saying in the church that says, it's not all right, but I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all right. No, it hurts. I'm going through it. But you know what? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, and so someone hasn't, hasn't, uh, haven't, hasn't read your book yet. And they're going out to get your book after this podcast because I know you guys are. 
You're going to look her up. You're going to you're going to get all the links. You're going to go get a book. You're going to go to podcast. You're going to support what she's doing. But what is something or some of the things that a person can do today, right now, to become happier today? Oh, I love that question because this <laughs> makes all the difference. And you said, what can I do to be happier? And isn't that part of the magic? The yeah, magic yeah. in what, how we, how we feel, how we is connected to what we do. And so I would love to share just a, an easy five minute morning routine that sure, we can do sure. that can help us to become more happy and more resilient and feel more energy and just to just have a better day. And yeah. it's super, super simple. And it is um, MMWW. It is music, movement, words, and water. So what you do, okay, and I'll explain okay. what to do and okay, why you do it. MMWW. MMWW. Music, right. movement, words, and water. So first thing is to pick a song, something that you love. Not just, you know, just any old song like, yeah, that's okay. But something that makes you want to sing along. Something that okay. makes you want to dance. You know, the things that you just love. This yeah. is going to act as your timer. And during this timer, most songs are about three, four minutes long. While okay. the song is going, you're going to move your body and it can be just traditional exercises, your sit-ups or jumping jacks or jogging in place, or you can do Tai Chi or you can do yoga stretches. <laughs> you can do shadow boxing or my favorite is just to dance along. Yeah, and then the yeah. next thing is after the song is over, then you grab a, a notebook and a pen, write five things that you're grateful for, drink a bottle of water, you're done on your way, five minutes and you're good to go. So now I'm going to explain why this is so magical as we go through the things. First of all, music is an incredibly powerful tool to change the way that we feel. In yes. fact, according to research, it is music that, uh, that, that can alter the way we feel more than anything else that we can do. And so uh, also research shows that our brains tend to synchronize somewhat to the beat of the music. So you can use this if you're feeling stressed out, if you listen to something calming and soothing yeah. and orderly, it can actually literally help your brain to be able to calm down. And on the other side, if you're just struggling with motivation, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. Listening to positive, fun, upbeat music can literally help jumpstart your brain into okay. action. And okay. so having that, having that music can help kind of give us that little jolt of energy to get going. Then the movement does so many incredible things for the way that we feel. If we move more, it gives us more energy and which is sometimes counterproductive. It's like, no, I need to not move so that I can conserve energy. No, the more you move, the more yeah, energy yeah. that you have. And yeah. then any kind of exercise can act as a stress reducer. It also helps to relax muscle tension. It also helps when we move our bodies, it helps to lower the levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormones that are in our body. And it elevates the endorphins and those feel good hormones. So we okay. feel better on a chemical level, which is really cool. Yeah. So there yeah. we are. We're, we're doing this. And another fun, awesome thing is if you're not in the or, or if you're not in the mood to or you can't physically move your body, you can even just move your mouth by singing along. And singing has been shown to do so many incredible things. It does similar things to what exercise does and then it relaxes muscle tension. It lowers the cortisol levels. It increases the level of endorphins. And then they've done research about singing and what it does for the way that we feel. And they took a group of people who were struggling with depression and they said, okay, uh, control group, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't change a thing. Study group. We want you to just add singing to your daily routine. Yeah. So 30 yeah. days later, they came to check and the control group was exactly where they were before. The study group that had added singing to their daily routine had significantly lower levels of depression and anxiety, which was so amazing. Okay, now you go on to the next thing about writing in a gratitude journal. 
They're words. They're just words. And I used to think gratitude journals, isn't that nice for those fluffy little Pollyanna people who like to do that sort of thing? But right, it doesn't right. really help. I mean, people with real problems, right? We need real solutions. And the magic is the research shows that this is a real solution. They've done so many studies. They've done fMRI scans on people's brains to see what happens when we're in a state of gratitude. And they found that it stimulates the prefrontal cortex area where we have conscious thought and decision making. So it helps us to be able to make better decisions. It helps us to be able to better act rather than just reacting to a situation. It also helps us to be more in the present. When I talk about mindfulness and being in the present moment, it helps increase that. It also improves the neuroplasticity of the brain, which is necessary for any kind of healing, being able to adapt to change, resilience, all of those things are improved when we are in a state of gratitude. And then it also improves the way that we feel because it helps us to notice the good and the positive that is in our lives. Okay. There was another study done on depression. Okay. And in this study, they took a group of people who were struggling with severe depression and they said, okay, the only thing we want you to change is to every day, write three things down that went well, three things you're grateful for. 15 days later, came back to see if it made any difference. Mm -hmm. And they found that 94% of the participants had a significant increase. They had raised from severely depressed to either moderately or mildly depressed. And this was only slightly more than two weeks which is amazing. It didn't solve all their problems, but it helped put them in a better place to yeah. be able to solve their own problems. And then the last thing is just a bottle of water. Water is one of the most overlooked sources to be able to help with our physical, mental, and emotional health and well-being because our brains are about 73% water. And research shows that if we are even 1% dehydrated, it starts to negatively affect brain function and mood, wow. which is really quite amazing. So if we just do these super simple things, music, movement, words, and water in five minutes time, you have this incredible return on investment of all of these tools working together to help literally change the chemistry in your body so that you are happier, you feel better, and you have more energy to be able to t face the day. So where there are super simple, easy things that we can do. Now, here's the thing. If you do it one day, you are going to feel better that day. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to change your whole life. Right. Where the real magic takes place is if you, this becomes a habit that you do every day. And then that helps you to feel better and better. And if you're ready and you have more than five minutes and want to add something else, that's great. But to start something simple easy and doable. And that's what makes all the difference. You mean to tell me after all of that, it still comes down to me being responsible for my own happiness. I got to do the work. Bummer, huh? I got to do. You mean I, I can't blame anyone else? You mean I, I don't have a, a parent? I don't have I don't have a teacher to blame. I, I don't have a I can't blame the weather. It's up to me to get out of the funk. MMWW that I actually have to do the work. I love it. Do you know, here's the funny thing, I Ralph. It. I love it. You can complain. You can blame. We have the power to do all of those things. Yeah. But none of them are going yeah. to help us feel better or become better. I love it. I'm responsible. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? You are responsible for your own happiness, for your own well-being. Employ the simple MMWW. Give us an acronym one more time. Movement. M -M -W -W. Music, movement, words, and water. Music, 
movement, words, and water. And it changes your mood. It changes your attitude, which will change your altitude. And once your thinking changes, your everything around you changes. I love it. I and I, I love it. I, I love what you just gave us today. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, if you weren't unstoppable before, you're going to be unstoppable now. Linda, where can my audience find you? Give me all your links. And it'll be it'll be on here, but but still tell them anyway. You know, I would love for your listeners to come visit the Hope for Healing website at hopeforhealingfoundation.org. And we have a video for the MMWW. We have a printable worksheet to be able to help you stay on track. We have free audio courses on managing stress and on depression and learning how to love and accept yourself. We have free ebooks and free downloads. Just all these tools for a ladder to help people be able to climb. And you can climb from a dark place or you can elevate from a good place to something even better. And of course, my podcast is called Linda's Corner and you can find it wherever you find podcasts. And I am on social media at Linda's Corner Podcast. So as soon as you get done listening to this podcast, jump over to Linda's Corner, check out a few of the episodes, get involved with it, share it with people, share it with everybody you know. Get over to the website, hopeforhealingfoundation.org, and begin your climb up the ladder. Linda, thanks for being on the Unstoppable Podcast. Thank you for, for giving, giving us your time and, and, and your wisdom. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Al. Now, Linda, I have a question. I have a question. Absolutely. I ask everybody before they leave this program, if Linda could have a billboard anywhere in the world, where would it be and what would it say? I want a teeny tiny billboard on every single mirror. And I want people to see it and to read this. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. I love it. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much for being on the program. Guys, you've been listening to Unstoppable. Make sure you hop over to the website, ralphgracejr.com. Get the content, pick up the Unstoppable book, share it, share this episode with everyone you know. And guys, until next time, let's be unstoppable together. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this Unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.